Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh, my. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're probably not going to want to miss my interview with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn today, coming up later. Uh, Don't worry, I have a clip from it coming up right at the beginning of the show. Uh, It should launch hopefully 2 p.m. today. We said 3.30, but given the importance of the interview, it's about an hour long. And how eye-opening it is, jaw-dropping, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, We're going to try to push it out early thanks to the hard work of Paula, Drew, and Joe. Um, It is a fantastic interview. I know self-praise stinks, but I'll play a clip in the beginning and you'll see what I mean. An amazing interview. I want to thank this American hero and patriot, General Flynn, for taking about an hour of his time uh, to do this interview with us. Unbelievable. I promise you will not be disappointed. So we got this show and we got that later. Please watch them both. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity and surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Oh boy. Producer Joe. You got an inside scoop on this, of course. Uh, yes. You get to hear it before anyone. That's right. Um, your feelings are? Do you, are we are we overselling this, dude? You uh, you you gotta you gotta see it. You gotta see it. You gotta hear it. It's yeah, a, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's must see. It, you've never heard this stuff Podcast. before. Yeah, never. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It, of all the interviews we've done, right? Wouldn't you agree? This is one or two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not definitely. Yeah. Plus, it's yeah. very timely. Joe, so, very timely. Yeah, yeah, incredibly timely. So we'll play a cut from that mm-hmm. um, in a minute. Let me just get to my uh, first sponsor of the day, yep. Top Resume. It's the world's number one authority on resume writing. No one likes looking for a job, plain and simple. It's time consuming. It's frustrating and largely out of your control. However, the most important piece of the puzzle, your resume is entirely in your control. Are you fully confident in the resume you are using to apply? Folks, think about it. Everything important in your life a lot of it we, we we give to professionals to do. You know, accountants, we don't want to mess up our taxes. Your building plans, you give to engineers and architects. But the most important decision in your life, your job, sometimes we write our own resume. Sometimes it turns out okay, but a lot of times it doesn't. We don't know the keywords. We don't know the tricks. Top resume knows it all. You can't afford to doubt its effectiveness. Over 4 million resumes and LinkedIn profiles are reviewed every year. Recruiters and hiring managers lead on tech solutions to scan resumes for top picks. Top resume writers know the keywords to use to get your resume noticed. The experts at Top Resume will provide free quality feedback through a resume review. It's more than just spell check and typos. That's the easy stuff. It's a comprehensive review from trusted experts. Go to the pros and get the job done right. Don't leave it to chance. Let the experts at Top Resume work with you to create a job-winning resume that gets noticed today. Find out how your resume stacks up. Go to topresume.com slash Bongino. Get a free resume review. It's as simple as uploading your resume to their site. You'll get a free evaluation, expert advice on how to make it stronger. Top Resume is also giving my listeners 15% off their professional resume writing services. Real simple. Go to topresume.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, today for your comprehensive review and 15% off resume writing services. If you want to work with a pro, that's topresume.com slash Bongino. Go today. Thanks, Top Resume. All right, Producer Joe, let's go. All right, without further ado, because I always hate when I was a consumer, not necessarily a broadcaster of content, the unnecessarily long tease that lasted over, uh, you know, 16 to 20 minutes of a 30-minute broadcast. Let's get right to it. Here is a portion of my interview with Mike Flynn where he talks about, I believe for the first time, his personal feelings on why he specifically was targeted by Barack Obama. He's the only name mentioned when Barack Obama met with President Trump during the transition. They only Barack Obama only mentioned Flynn. Check this out. A decorated general called you the finest intelligence officer he's ever seen. You had an untarnished, unblemished record and was appointed and you were appointed by Barack Obama. Twice. And in that meeting, he wastes time to warn about you, it makes no sense. Boy, it doesn't make any sense at all, does it? I mean, and he's never been asked that question. No one's ever asked him that question. Why? Why? Why, Barack, did you, did you say that about me? And, you know, I'd like to ask him that question. I'd like him to answer that question because I don't know what is in a, a man's mind or, or is in his heart. 
people will sit, you know, a lot of people that will answer that question for you, Dan, a lot of your audience will answer it for you and answer that question. But I, I don't know, you know, what was in his mind or in his heart. Why would he, why would he waste time worrying about me? And you know what? There's, there's very good reason because one of the, one of the, uh, the, the issues that have people that is public and has come up is this whole business about uh, the various foreign policy initiatives that the previous administration got themselves tangled up in with, uh, with frankly, enemies of our country. That's an hour long, folks. That's just a small snippet. What did we tell you three years ago? What did we tell you? That Mike Flynn was targeted for you regular listeners who've been with me from the beginning. We told you from the beginning that Mike Flynn was targeted because he opposed the Iran deal. This is a decorated American patriot who felt that giving money to our enemies who were screaming death to America, Joe, he thought it was a really bad idea. I believe a lot of our sane listeners totally (laughs) agree. And a target was placed on Mike Flynn's back by our own government. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a hero. His description in the beginning, and you know, I'm not speaking out of turn when I tell you this. I can't, again, I can't say enough about this man's character. When we first spoke, I do not know General Mike Flynn. I know members of his family. Um, I, folks, I'll never spin your wheels on this show. I don't know him. I had one communication with him on Twitter DM where he thanked me for a tweet about a year ago. That's it. The first time I've spoken to Mike Flynn was on the phone two days ago. And the second time I spoke to Mike Flynn was during the interview yesterday. But one of the things he mentioned to me on the phone, and again, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, was despite all he's been through, Joe, all General Mike Flynn has been through, targeted, trying to, his own government after decades of brave, courageous, valorous service to our government on the front lines of freedom becoming a target of the most vicious smear campaign of weaponized law enforcement and intelligence made up lies to shred this hero's character do you know what the first thing joe he wanted to talk about he insisted we talk about in the interview Hmm. you know what he wanted to talk about the election and president trump first think about that President Trump and the, his administration were candidly goaded by media idiots into letting go of Mike Flynn, which I'm telling you right now was a big mistake. And I think everybody acknowledged that even President Trump and Mike Pence have. So it's not piling on anyone. It's true. They, you, they knew it was a mistake. And if they knew then what they know now, they would not have let General Flynn go as a national security advisor. But Joe, I think a normal man, wouldn't you agree, would be bitter about that. Yeah. And it'd be like, you know what? I'm going to pass on defending this uh, President Trump. You know, I'm just going to let that go. And we're going to talk about me. No, 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 no. That's not what he wanted. He wanted to talk about President Trump, the election, and how important it is to expose some of the fraud he believes happened. I believe happened as well. He insisted. That's the kind of guy he is. Please don't miss the interview. I'm telling you it's worth your time. I mean, there's so many highlights from it. Joe, one of the ones I found fascinating too is there was that portion where he starts talking about why he became a target of the intelligence community Hmm. because he was out there on the battlefield. His first job in Washington, D.C. was as a two-star general. He didn't grow up in D.C. He was on the battlefield and he said, hey, our intelligence gathering system isn't working. People are getting killed. And some of the swamp rats in the intelligence community hated him for it because they were comfortable with their desk jobs and weekends off. Don't miss that part. All right, enough on that. That's coming up later, hopefully 2 p.m. Eastern today. Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Bongino, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get my podcasts. It's, it's going to be all over the place. All right, let's move on. Um, a lot more to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, includes, including more um, just astonishing audio video drops from Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. For those of you who missed my show yesterday, missed the story, James O'Keefe runs Project Veritas. He somehow managed to gain access to CNN executive staff, their C-suite conference calls every morning. It's whether someone sent them the dial-in number, the passcode, I have no idea. But O'Keefe was on these conference calls for months. He is an investigative journalist and he had recorded these calls. 
These calls are devastating. He's been dropping them hour by hour. I want to play two that's dev- that are really devastating. Here's the first one. This is from a CNN conference call where they're, I mean, this is just openly racist. I'm sorry. This isn't me playing the leftist, typical racist, misogynist, dystophobic, phobophobe game where they call people racist for political gain. This is literally racist. There's a woman on this CNN call who basically says if you're Cuban and you voted for President Trump, it's because you like bullies. You do? Really? Because I, you know, I live in South Florida. I don't know where this CNN lady who's talking on this conference call lives. Maybe she lives in South Florida. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. But I actually live here. And one of my neighbors happens to be Cuban, whose family were refugees. And Joe, you know who they were fleeing? Bullies and murderers. Uh-huh. So it's kind of offensive and racist to stigmatize. Joe, just checking so, here. I need to rely on Joe a little bit today, folks. You probably get what's going on. But Joe, wouldn't you say it's the very definition of racism to judge an entire group of people, oh, the Cubans, air quotes, and suggest they all have a characteristic that's malignant, yeah. that they like bullies? I'm just checking. That sounds kind of racist, right? That's pretty racist, Dano. Yeah, it's. Thank you, yeah. Paul. Is that pretty racist? Yeah. So two out of three ain't bad. Again, meatloaf style. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Was that from Bad Out of Hell? I'm not really sure. I think but it was. I'm pretty confident that's racist, suggesting that Cubans love bullies when most Cubans fled Cuba, who came to the United States as refugees, to get away from bullies that were like killing them, torturing their families, and stealing their businesses. Kind of racist, though. So let's listen to this, and let's see. This is CNN. This is how they feel about Cuban voters. Check this out. According to Senior Vice President of CNN, Cynthia Hudson, recorded on Jeff Zucker's 9 a.m. telephone call at CNN, the reason that Cubans voted for Trump is because they're attracted to bullies. Check this out. Trump has used the communism, socialism... Uh, uh, rhetoric as part of his uh, hook for the Cubans in Miami, how that has resonated and how the Biden, uh, the Biden team has not done enough to counter that. This is all that, that the only reason they are supporting Trump is because of that narrative. And that narrative and the fact that, <laughs> sadly, I have to say, uh, there's a population that uh, is very attracted to bullies, and no one is countering it properly. In Florida, the Cubans are going to vote for Trump, and that's terrifying. And so um, I think that there is a way to counter the narrative in Florida that is not being taken advantage of. Jeez. Uh, folks, again, I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't think... Uh, you know, sometimes we sarcastically kind of counter the left stupid identity politics game. I'm being really serious here. I'm not kidding to the audience who you have our email, you email us, you correspond via social media and elsewhere. Please explain to me how that's not a racist statement. You don't know all Cubans. I'm reasonably confident. Joe, do you know all Cubans? Have you met them all? Paul, not, have you met not all? yet. No. Is there a group Mm-mm. of... Yeah. There's okay. There's not a Cuban intro center where you go into the, and you meet every single Cuban. You got to get a ticket. Well, I'm here to meet the Cubans. Hey, wait, wait, quick story. I, I know I'm wearing you guys out with the stories. I get it. Paula, remember Politicon? We were in the van with Malcolm Nance going back. And he's like, he goes, I speak for all. What do you say? I speak for all black voters. I'm like, you do? You met all black voters? Is there a black voter intro center? I'm here to meet black voters. Everyone come out. Hello, I'm Malcolm. Remember that? We were looking at him in the van. We're like, he's a liberal, of course. We're like, is this guy crazy? That's a racist statement. Oh, Cubans like bullies? Cubans like bullies. Cubans who've actually, in a very dead serious note, deadly serious note, that's not hyperbole. Cubans who fam- whose families have been tortured and slaughtered by tyrants and bullies, fleeing them for freedom in the United States, like bullies? Is CNN really this stupid? I don't know. It's their words. Just ask them. Hat tip, Project Veritas. I got a lot to get through. So let's play another one here. Watch these clowns at CNN on this one. This is Jeff Zucker, chief clown at CNN. Watch them try to bury the Hunter Biden story. You know, the laptop the whole 10% for uh, for the big guy, you know, kicking 10% from China up to Joe Biden. Uh, remember that one? Yeah. The Chinese paying Hunter Biden. You know, a story that seems to have disappeared. No, no, not here. We're not done with it. I get emails all the time. Dan, did you forget about the laptop story? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. There's a lot going on, though. We have we have to triage our stuff. We didn't forget about that at all. 
So CNN, which was uncomfortable with the 10% for the big guy, kicking up Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, kicking up the 10% to pop, right? They were uncomfortable with that story. So watch this. This segment is just absolutely beautiful. By beautiful, I mean absolutely horrible for CNN. Watch them try to bury the Hunter story. Watch their reason, which is hilarious. And then watch them try to make the Hunter Biden story, shockingly, about impeachment over Donald Trump. And about media people on the left daring to cover the story. But notice the reason in the beginning they try to bury it. Because they say, Joe, wait for it. Wait for it. Well, you're going to hear it. I, I, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not overselling the stupidity of this. The reason they're going to bury the Hunter story, Joe, is because the Wall Street Journal wrote there are no official records of Joe Biden's name on the Chinese documents. <laughs> Well, then it's definitely a dead story. I mean, Joe, why <laughs> yeah. investigate the mob for tax invasion? Uh, tax evasion. There's no official tax returns of the mob paying taxes, so it's clearly not a case. <laughs> this is how this is a news organization. News organization, CNN. This is how stupid these people really are. Check this out. The Hunter Biden story was an explosive blow against Joe Biden leading up to the presidential election. But listen on this 9 a.m. editorial conference call at CNN how President Jeff Zucker chooses to not cover this important story. I think uh, on the Breitbart, New York Post, Fox News, rabbit hole of Hunter Biden, which I don't think anybody outside of that world understood last night, the Wall Street Journal reported that uh, their review of all corporate records so showed no role for Joe Biden uh, on, the, um, uh, uh, on the Chinese deal. And yes, I do put more credibility in the Wall Street Journal than I do in the New York Post. Um, obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden, and uh, which seems to be uh, giving its marching orders to Fox News and the right-wing echo chamber about what to uh, talk about today. Obviously, Hunter Biden's lawyer is quoted in that New York uh, Post piece, and we'll just continue to report out this is the very stuff that the president was impeached over. This is the stuff that Senate committees looked at and found nothing wrong in uh, Joe Biden's uh, interactions uh, with Ukrainians and and uh, now having an email that uh, perhaps there was a meeting with someone uh, from Burisma is, uh, uh, it seems, uh, Rudy Giuliani's sort of dream of vision of, of how to throw stuff at the wall in these closing days of the campaign. Hey, Jeff, it's just David on the Burisma story, and we should be awfully careful about that, obviously. But I do think there's a media story of what in the world are uh, Maggie Haberman and... Uh, Jake Sherman doing retweeting that story. Again, big hat tip James O'Keefe and Project Veritas for that. Uh, so just to be clear, this is, again, CNN claims to be a journalism outlet, which, which is outright hilarious. Oliver Darcy and George Costanza, Brian Stelter work there. So that immediately discredits you right away. Those are the PP guys, you know, the PP hoaxers. So you can just take a hard pass on that one. But notice what they do there. Tony Bobolinsky the Navy veteran who was a business partner to Hunter Biden has said on national television in a national television interview with Hunter and his, uh, excuse me, with Tucker Carlson and has produced records and has said clearly showing his text messages from the Biden family. Remember that where the text messages from the Biden family were crystal clear, Joe, they said one thing. We don't talk about Joe Biden's role in this. It only comes up in person-to-person in -person conversations. We don't put anything down on paper. Right. Remember that text? Yeah, I sure do. So CNN seems to have forgot about that. But they're worried that there's no Joe Biden name on the corporate records, despite the fact that the business partners already acknowledged the family asked Joe Biden's name to be kept off, and they refer to him as the big guy. But CNN's a news organization, folks. Of course, they're a joke. They hired Tater, uh, Mr. Potato Head, uh, Costanza, and that goofball, Oliver Darcy, who used to work at Campus Reform pretending to be a conservative and ran some. Wait, what was his? Hold on. Oliver, this guy works at CNN. It's hilarious. Talk about a grifter. He, this is a, here, here's my <laughs> phone right there. An actual screen. Oliver Darcy, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Screenshot, Campus Reform. Here's what Oliver Darcy, who works at CNN now. See, pretending to be a liberal. He used to pretend to be a conservative. Grifter extraordinaire. In the Grift Olympics, this guy finishes with the gold medal. May have set the world record, not just the Olympic record. Here, from Campus Reform, not a joke. Prior to joining the Leadership Institute, Oliver Darcy founded 
exposingleftist.com. <laughs> Not a joke right there. I even highlighted it on phone. Uh, a video-driven website dedicated to exposing the inherent failures found at the core of liberal philosophy. This is hilarious. There it is. Dan Bongino's phone right there. That's Oliver Darcy <laughs> at CNN. CNN guy. That's that's Mr. Potato Head's buddy. You know, the pee-pee guy. The potato head. That's CNN. This is who they are, but they're a serious newser. They are serious. For people in an airport who keep the phones, uh, who keep the televisions on uh, uh, with, the, with the volume at zero. That's the only place anyone watches CNN. The only place. Don't worry, folks. Serious news organization. Notice what the other clown says at the end, too. He goes, hey, you know, let's turn this around, like make it about impeachment. And then the other goofball yeah. at the end is even, uh, even more hilarious. He's offended that Maggie Haberman and Jake Sherman, two pretty left-leaning reporters, actually retweeted the story. So instead of focusing on the core of the story, that we may have a potential president if he wins, who is definitely compromised by foreign nuclear-powered enemies of the United States and could have been taking money from them. Don't focus on that. Focus on reporters we think are allied with us retweeting the story. He says, I don't know, Jeff. I think there's a media story here. Yeah, the media story is about you idiots now. Isn't that great? Morons. Oliver Darcy. <laughs> you fell for this clown? Unbelievable. By the way, I get a lot of emails about Oliver Darcy. I keep them quiet because people ask me to. And, you know, it's not my information. I keep my word. If I tell you, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not gonna say. But let me tell you something. Clown. Clown. Like Bozo. Or maybe even Krusty. Maybe Krusty. Bozo's too much of a compliment. Definitely Krusty. Remember Krusty? <laughs> All right. Let me get, I got more. Let me get to my second sponsor. Folks, uh, I want to get to uh, some more again. This in the selection. There is evidence. That's why I titled the show. There is evidence. You just have to open your eyeballs. I mean, you don't have to do clockwork orange style, but you have to open your eyes. There evidence of voter fraud is everywhere. So I got three states, three stories coming up next. Don't go anywhere. More eye-opening stuff. Today's show also brought to you by Teeter. It's come in very handy lately. With a Teeter inversion table, use gravity in your own body weight to decompress your spine and relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. I've been talking about this product forever. They've been a sponsor for, I don't know, was it Paula three years about? And me and Paula both use it. I use it twice a day sometimes. One, to decompress for a few minutes a day. It's a great addition to my daily routine and can be to yours too, to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. Here's the thing. You may have back pain now, but even if you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain, get the teeter inversion table, invert every day. Use it prophylactically. Keep the back pain away. Keep your back and joints feeling great. I've done my homework. This is the best inversion table on the market. It helps with my shoulders and my hips too. Three million people put their trust in teeter. They're the best known name in inversion tables all the way back since 1981. They know what they're doing. By the way, the product is super easy to put together too. You know I'm not Captain Handy. Joe, you can vouch for me there, correct? Um, on the handy scale, if 10 is top handiness, I'm a one. Joe's a 10. So I put it together in <laughs> 20 minutes. Really that simple. Right, really, you can't get any simpler to put together. For limited time, get Teeter's new upgraded model of the inversion table. The Teeter fits fine with bonus accessories, stretch max handles, and an easy reach ankle system, plus a free inversion program mat for the ultimate inversion experience. They have thousands of reviews on Amazon. They're rated at 4.9 stars. And with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. You'll also get free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's no risk for you to try it out, none. Remember, you can only get the new Teeter Fitspine inversion table plus free inversion program at by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, thanks, Teeter. Really appreciate it. Like I said, comes in handy lately. All right, folks, this is our election 2020 update. We didn't have a lot of time on that yesterday. Yesterday's show was loaded with good, uh, good bill, bad bill stuff. Um, by the way, thanks for all the feedback on yesterday's show. I appreciate it. I know yesterday's show, we, we kind of broke the, we have like a sarcasm limit, maybe one or two episodes of sarcasm. Yesterday was like an eight, at, usually a two, yesterday was an eight. But today's a little more serious. There's a lot of evidence of voter fraud out there. You just have to open your eyeballs. Let's get the story number one from the Washington Examiner. Be in the show notes today. Show notes always accessible, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Please read this. This Nevada article is just stunning. Do you think people are just making this up, folks? No, 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 what happened? Don't worry, we're just going to put our name in a newspaper and lie about everything to be made fools of later. Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard. Nevada fraud, 1,500 dead voters. Joe, the dead voters are back. Yeah. They're back. 
Amazing. George Romero style. Night of the Living Dead. They're back. Uh, it's crazy. Maybe, uh, uh, what, what is that? What was that movie? The, the Days Later. The, the 30 oh. Days Later, whatever. I've heard eight days later. The, those are the fast zombies. These are the slow zombies that vote. Nevada fraud, 1,500 dead voters. Incredible how these dead voters keep showing up. 42,248 voted multiple times. Joe, again, just checking. I'm relying heavy on you today, buddy. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Is that a legality check, Paul? I need you too. Remember, meatloaf style, two out of three. So just checking. Voting twice is illegal, correct? In the same election? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay, just checking. That's Paula, you're you're yeah. heading on from Paula. That, if you're... You got to be alive for, actually, <laughs> yeah. maybe the dead people voted twice. And RV camps were noted as homes. Again, Paul Bedard, I encourage you to read this piece. So let's go to a screenshot. So again, there's no evidence. And like a bear right there. Is it really? We're just making this up? If you're dead and you voted, it's not a conspiracy or a theory. Because you can't be part of the conspiracy because you're dead. So there's no conspiracy. I have never seen a conspiracy of dead people. I, I mean, of you. No, 28 days later, 28 <laughs> days, I beat you. You were Googling it, weren't you? I saw that. She was going on and putting it in there. She was looking for the name. 28, those are the fast zombies. These are the slow zombies <laughs> that vote, the George Romero style, which I never figured it out. Like, just run away. They're really slow and stupid. The 28 days later zombies, big troll. But they vote, apparently. And it's a conspiracy. How, again, they're involved in a conspiracy being dead, I'm not sure. So let's go to the Washington Examiner piece. This is really stunning new information that, of course, leftists at CNN and other leftist morons will totally avoid. Quote, Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Officials said that among the evidence and expert testimony to be presented in Carson City are indications that over 1,500 ballots were cast by dead voters. Wow, that's crazy. So, and that 42,248 people voted multiple times. Data on a huge spike in incomplete voter registrations and home addresses in temporary RV camps and casinos. They also plan to present polling that 1% of Nevada voters shown to have voted never did, and 2% of those shown to have voted by mail never got a ballot. Wait, wait, keep this up a second, because there's a lot of juice here on this one. This is juicy. I had to have a Starburst last night. Kicks in my taste buds. Everything tasted like metal to the Starburst, and it was juicy. But this, I'll tell you, is a little bit juicier. Keep this up for a moment here. So we know dead people voted. We've beat that dead horse, pun intended. Horses may vote too, who knows? But we've seen a huge spike in incomplete voting voter registrations, and home addresses in casinos. Um, fascinating. Joe, you and I have been to casinos, you know. <laughs> I've lost quite a bit. Remember Luxor, Paula? We went in. We were relatively mm -hmm. poor at the time. We bet 300 bucks, and we were there. We lost in like an hour, but it was fun. I was playing the game with Nomar Garcia Parra and Mia Hey, Remember the old shortstop? A lot of fun. But like, No, no, you mm -hmm. took it down. You took it down. She's using her own judgment again. I know you got, no, no, no. You, I know you like to gesticulate. You got to put that back. Bring it. So I, but when I was losing money, I don't remember. I, if, Joe, you've been to a casino, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, is there housing in the casino? Um, like in the casino? Have you ever seen that? I'm just checking. Again, we're, no. we're doing it. We, we, Joe, you, no. I've I had to rely on you heavy, Joe. Boy, no, you haven't seen it. Paul, have you seen one. it? She, she, Paula has not seen it either, folks. So yeah. we have not. Wow, that's kind of weird. So we have people <laughs> registering to vote and, and claiming the casinos are home. And then we have this. We have that the, 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 this uh, Nevada hearing they're going to have, that they're going to present polling that 1% of Nevada voters shown to have voted never did. And 2% shown to have voted by mail never got a ballot. Okay, now you can come. She, she, here's one thing. About, I love my wife. She thinks I'm better on screen than these things. That's why she's constantly tr happy on the trigger finger. She wants to pull them down. I love you to death. But sometimes I need it. I want you to see it and embrace it. The juice. There's a lot of juice in there. So how would you know if you were polled? How would you? This is not a trick question, folks, because there are liberals watching. You say, hey, the conspiracy there. If someone called you and said, did you vote? And you say, no, I didn't vote. And your vote is on file as having voted. In some limited circles, ladies and gentlemen, Joe, what would we call that? A clue. Back to the Halcyon days? Yeah. Back to the Halcyon days of the Dan Bongino show. We would call that a clue that something's wrong. Sir, did you vote in the 2020 election? I did not vote. How do you know you didn't vote? Because I'm me. And I don't remember voting. <laughs> well, that's weird because we have you voting. Well, I didn't vote because I'm me and I'm not an idiot. Maybe, are we missing something? Where's the disconnect here? So we have dead people. We have people voting who allegedly live on the casino floor. I, I don't know, are they squatters? I don't know. Is it a little, what is it? One of those things. 
you know, when when I when I used to be in the Secret Service, we would we would sleep on the on the uh, on the C seventeens on the way back, and we would put yoga mats on the floor and go to sleep. You know, they, they'd be like, "Buckle up, I'm going to bed." I just sleep on the floor. Is that what they're doing? Yoga mats? They're rolling out yoga mats. They're going to like whatever. What's the wind? What are the popular? Because there's Venetian out there, and they're just lining up on casino floor, sleeping. In. I'm registered to vote. I'm over near the craps tables. Yeah, right underneath. The dealer throws me some scraps from the food once in a while. I just live under the table. I didn't know that was legal. I, I was unaware of this. But again, I think it's embarrassing. Of course, because you're a leftist moron, you probably watch CNN and Oliver Darcy and Mr. Potato Head too. Oh, we're not done. That's just Nevada. We're supposed to ignore all this, by the way. Just ignore it. Forget about it. Let's go to Georgia, where Sidney Powell's still fighting that fight. Georgia, she's... Quick win for her. Let's see how this works out. She won an appeal to have her uh, Georgia Dominion uh, audit case heard. They want to audit Dominion voting system. Let's do it. Sidney Powell gets expedited appeal in Georgia Dominion case. If they did nothing wrong, and again, to give both sides, Dominion has come out and given a couple statements, and Dominion said, hey, we didn't do anything wrong. Powell's alleging there's some abnormalities here. So from that case, all they want to do is audit it. What's wrong with auditing it? I don't understand. What's the problem with auditing it? A federal's appeal court, uh, federal appeals court in Georgia will hear an expedited appeal of former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell's request to gain a temporary restraining order forcing audits and a forensic examination of Dominion voting systems used by the state in the 2020 election. What's the, what's, what's the problem? What's the problem with that? I don't understand. So I have a bunch of leftist goofball liberal activists posing as journalists contacting me. Dan, you're promoting conspiracy theories. What, what do you mean? Conspiracy theories about Dominion? Joe, like, you mean citing Elizabeth Warren and other dem Democratic senators who are on the record questioning the integrity of Dominion voting systems? That, that's what we did, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. just checking. That's a cons Whose conspiracy theory is that? Mm. Is that Elizabeth Warren's? Weird. Because we, we or remember the, weird, right? Remember like the Washington Times article we read about Dominion, their relationship with Sequoia, yep. Smartmatic and Sequoia. Those are, this is just documented reporting we're reporting on. We did that. Yeah. Please tell me where the conspiracy theories. Yeah, we did do that. I remember the show. Mm -hmm. I gave you Dominion's side of it. Dominion's saying we have nothing to do with Smartmatic. Our software's strong. I told both sides. You figure it out on your own. But what would be the problem with auditing them? Why, why are people fighting against this? That should make you go, huh, what's up with that? So we hit Nevada, dead people voting, George Romero style. We hit Georgia, where people seem to not want an audit of Dominion. Why not? What's the big deal? Dominion said we did nothing wrong. So let's see it. Fine. Let's hear it out. Now let's go to Michigan, where they had day two of a hearing yesterday with Rudy Giuliani and the great Jenna Ellis, President Trump's attorney on this election fraud. And you have people with sworn testimony for the liberals listening who listen to my show. And there are many. I know some of you have a brain block on facts and all. I don't know, vaccinated against facts in early age. Who knows? But these are witnesses who gave sworn testimony at a hearing. Sworn, meaning they swore under, under penalty of perjury, uh, signing their name as an affiant, that what they're saying is true. Is what they're saying true and does it mean it's fraud? We don't know. Is it worth looking into? But let's hear this one witness out who had another pretty unbelievable account of what the hell went down in Michigan. Check this out. I have 19 things in my affidavit. Uh, I was at the TCF Center for 27 hours. I'm a mother. I have two children and I have two degrees. I'm very, um, I, I would never, I don't know any woman in the world that would write a, an affidavit under oath just to write it. <laughs> you know, you can go to prison for this. So anyways, um, I want to make this very clear. Um, my, I was initially supposed to um, work at the uh, Detroit the Department of Elections building. Um, that was an order by my manager, Nick Economogonis, um, part owner of Dominion. I have it all in emails. What was going, I was trained on the adjudication and tabulation process. So in the email, it says you are to park in a parking lot and get shuttled over to this. Um, they called it the, they referred to it as the Chicago warehouse. Um, 
I know for a fact there was illegal activity going on there. People have pictures of people carrying ballots out of that place. Um, there is pictures of vans full of ballots coming out of that place. Sorry, I'm busy uh, in a social media war here with Clark Griswold's kid from uh, Vegas Vacation. Vegas Vacation, just remind me. I'm not kidding, in the middle of the show. Because he's so stupid. He doesn't realize that people who do not have jobs still pay taxes. I didn't know property taxes and sales taxes and imports. and do, I didn't know that was the wrong way. But that's the story for another day, folks. I'll have to get to that one later. But maybe that story's worth investigating. You have a woman, an educated woman, who's a mother, who has, what did she say, 11 substantial charges in her sworn affidavit who is apparently briefed in on the whole counting of ballots, collecting ballots process, who's saying, hey, I'm not so sure this process had the integrity we thought it had. Maybe, Joe, just check, maybe we should hear her out. And yeah. because, of course the left doesn't want to hear out. Again, does this mean this was in an indication of fraud? No. Does it mean it could be? Yes. Does it mean we should probably look into it? Sure. But because it's an allegation, that would not benefit Joe Biden leftist hacks like Mr. Potato Head and Darcy over at CNN. They just want to let it go. They call that journalisming. All right. This, I, I want to cover this story. And I wanted to cover this yesterday and I debated how to cover this. Maybe it'll make sense when I'm done, but this is going to be a quick hit, but it's a story I really want to get to. Did you hear about this hit? on the Iranian nuclear scientist over in Iran. If you didn't hear about it, I just want to point out a few quick things. I want to get to that. And then I want to get to the beware of the Biden tsunami. If we lose Georgia, even if we win in Georgia, there's a tax tsunami potentially coming your way. And I'm going to tell you how they're going to pull it off. So don't go anywhere. Today's show also brought to you by our new favorite way to hit it. And I mean, hit it. I mean, hit the steel and the workout. Our friends at FitBot. If you're new to the gym or you've been lifting weights for years, it's hard to find the right work, workout program and stick to it. Seriously, folks, I go to the gym a lot. And when I go, people always ask me, like, if I'm cooling down in the sauna afterwards, heating up, but that's my cool down. They'll be like, hey, man, what's your workout? What do you do? FitBot. FitBot's a smart fitness app. It takes all the guesswork out of planning your workouts. That's the worst part. Working out's easy. It's a planning that's a hard part, not with FitBot. FitBot has an algorithm that factors in your goals, experience level, the equipment you have access to, genius, workout duration, and muscle recovery to intelligently craft the perfect total body workout program specifically tailored for you. With each workout, the app learns your abilities. Paula, how much you love this thing? She's like obsessed with it. It's giving me the nod. The nod of Ruski. It learns your abilities and plans your workouts designed to maximize results for you. And by cycling in new exercises into the mix, you make sure that you get that muscle confusion. That's important. Confusion, that's not a good thing. No, it is. You want to keep your muscles confused or else they get used to stuff. FitBods keeps your workout fun and fresh. They combine knowledge of, with fit, of fitness pros with a powerful machine learning algorithm to give you a workout program that maximizes your results. Whether your goal is general fitness, strength training, muscle tone, bodybuilding, powerlifting, or even Olympic weightlifting. No equipment, no problem. FitBot has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. FitBot's super easy to use. It even has HD video tutorials to make learning new exercises a breeze. Paula used to come up and say, Dan, what is this? What do we call these? What do you, now she just goes right, they show you the video right there. You're confused about how to do an exercise, just watch the HD video. It integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on a budget, but FitBot is only $9.99 a month. Think of all the money you'll save on having to go to personal trainers or $59.99 a year. Plus you can try one month of workouts absolutely free. Check it out. Get a personalized fitness plan that helps you work out smarter at FitBod. Get the URL right. FitBod.me slash Bongino. Try FitBod for free for one month when you sign up today at FitBod.me slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's one free month when you sign up at FitBod.me slash Bongino. You're going to love this. Super cool app. All right, check it out. All right, so getting back to this, I wanted to cover the story yesterday, but we ran heavy on the Bill Barr stuff. Good Bill, bad Bill. So given my prior line of work, I found this story quite interesting. So there was a hit pulled off inside Iran on one of the members of their death to America regime. He's one of the guys who's helping design there, or Joe was helping, 
<laughs> not helping much anymore. Unless he's voting in Nevada, maybe he's helping there. <laughs> Who knows? But he's not around anymore to help. Could be voting in Nevada, but he's not around anymore to help. So Daily Mail covered this art. They, we, they, uh, this guy's like, yesterday's news, or maybe a week ago. So Paula and I, what do we always laugh about about the Daily Mail? It's like an inside joke with me and Paula. They have the longest headline. You don't even have to read the story. The Daily Mail, the headline is the story. This is a headline. I'm not reading a snippet. You know, I have screenshots. This is the actual headline. How Mossad executed Iran's nuclear chief. Power to the entire region was cut as gun and bomb attack blasted his convoy before he was dragged from the car and finished off. Then the 12 assassins melted away. That's the title. That's the whole article. You don't have to read. I, that's why I like the Daily Mail. You, you have no need to scroll any further. It's the whole article. But there was a pretty cool, if you'd like to see this and, and look at the uh, video, rumble.com slash Bongino. Don't worry, I'll walk it through for all my audio listeners and terrestrial radio. So how did they pull this off? It, it, again, the Daily Mail saying it was, Mossad has not confirmed this. No one's taking credit for this hit. But they seem to have some evidence that the Israeli Mossad pulled this off and uh, whacked this guy, Tony Soprano style. So this was pulled off with incredible precision. And given my prior line of work, there's a couple of things I noticed about this hit that were fascinating. We have a diagram from the piece. Check this out, rumble.com slash Bongino. So the Daily Mail is a diagram of how they pulled it off. And I want you to notice something. Joe, you can see this, right? Yeah. You'll notice in the middle, they have this little uh, kind of like, I don't know, it's a pictogram thing. And they have the one, two, three, four of how this hit was pulled off. It was a motorcade attack, an attack on their motorcade. And you'll notice something on the, on the route that the hit was pulled off at a very specific point. Folks, if you've been to a roundabout, everybody hates them. They are universally reviled. Matter of fact, in the neighborhood I live in, we have a roundabout so bad that it's called Confusion Circle because everybody goes in it. Uh, it's like, what is it, Paul? Three roundabouts in one? Four, four roundabouts. I'm not kidding. You can Google it. Confusion Circle in Stewart. Put it in a search engine. Don't go to Google. What's that? Confusion Corner. I'm sorry. You go. It's impossible for you. But what's, what do you have to do Joe, when you go into a traffic circle or a roundabout, do you speed up or slow down? Yeah, you yield most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you yield, so you mm -hmm. slow down. So if you'll notice in this little picture in the Daily Mail that the hit was pulled off at some form of a traffic circle. Because, Joe, would you say a motorcade would be easier to hit or harder to hit if it was going slower or faster? You'd want it to go slower, correct? Yeah. Because it would be easier, easier. to hit. Sure. So a couple of things jumped out at me. And the first one is that they use whoever hit this, this Iranian scientist used the choke point. And you can see it in this diagram that right after they slowed down enough and tried to exit the choke point, that didn't quite work out for them. We call them in the business choke points, points that make you slow down, turns, roundabouts. You have to slow down. You don't take a turn at 90 miles an hour and you don't take a roundabout at 90 miles an hour. So someone was waiting there, folks. Someone who knew exactly what they were doing. One more, Paula. Keep that up for a second. Let's give it about 10 more seconds. She's so I, she's itchy on the trigger finger. I can see it. All right, come back to me. What the hell? You've seen the picture. So number one, they used the choke point, indicating to me this was pulled off with some incredible precision inside enemy territory. And number two, they did something else. They kept the target in what we call the kill box. Don't let anybody off the X. If you were going to hit someone, because remember, when you're doing what I do or used to do, you have to get in potential assassins' heads. I mean, how else would you know how to defend against them, right? If you're you know, a jewelry store owner and you want to prevent jewelry thieves and you know how jewelry thieves break into stores through the hatches, the HVAC system, whatever the hell it may be, you learn to prevent it by securing that. So that's all you do in the Secret Service is get in the minds of people who do assassinations to prevent it yourself. So you avoid choke points and you always get off the X. The X is the kill box. And what do I mean by that? When they hit this Iranian scientist, uh, uh, this, uh, this Iranian terrorist, uh, it's the better way to describe, more accurate way, the death to America crowd. When they hit him at the choke point, waiting for him to slow down in his motorcade, they were sure to disable some of the cars first so he couldn't get away. Because then you can hammer that car in the kill box and never let them off the X. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know that the Mossad did this, but it's a professional job. This was not a group of ham and eggers here, folks. 
These were professional assassins who knew exactly what they were going for. Read that piece. It's in the show notes from yesterday. It's really interesting. I think you'll like it. One more dead terrorist. Sorry. Don't build nuclear bombs and scream death to America. Didn't work out that well for you, did it? Ben Rhodes, by the way, former Obama national security guy. Remember, he was very upset about this. So was John Brennan. <laughs> Weird. Shows you where their loyalties are. All right, let's move on. You know what? I'm going to get to my last sponsor, folks. I'm sorry. I appreciate your patience, but I want to get, because this is really important stuff. Um, again, thank you for your patience, but the sponsors pay a lot of money to pay and, and support the show. But I want to get to this beware of the Biden tax tsunami, because we've all been led to believe by some who are really misguided that, hey, don't worry, if we win the Georgia Senate race, we're going to avoid all the bad stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have a trick up their sleeve, and we have mittens to worry about, too. You know, Mitt Romney. Our last sponsor today, our friends at Policy Genius. The holiday season sure knows how to lighten your wallet. For many families, December is one of the most expensive months of the year, not to mention the busiest. If you need life insurance, but you don't want to deal with the hassles or expenses, try our go-to, Policy Genius. Policy Genius combines a cutting-edge insurance marketplace with help from licensed experts to save you both time and money. Can't beat that. Right now, you could save 50% or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance. When you're shopping for a policy that could last for more than a decade, those savings really start to add up. Here's how it works. First, head to policygenius.com, policygenius.com, policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And the best part is they work for you, not the insurance company. If you hit any speed bumps during the process, they'll take care of everything. No worries. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. If you have loved ones who depend on your income, don't go into 2021 without life insurance. Go to policygenius.com and get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes and start the new year with one less thing to worry about. Policygenius.com. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. So how do you feel about your wallet? I don't mean like the wallet you bought. This isn't like a spot. How do you feel about your wallet? You want your wallet, you want your wallet thick or you want your wallet thin? I want a thick wallet. I don't mean full of like papers and receipts. I mean full of dough, like take-home pay and money and that kind of stuff. I like to keep my own money. Be Beware, be wary, beware, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if Biden pulls this thing out, if, be very wary of the tax tsunami coming. The reason I bring this up, there's a great article in the Washington Examiner, is if he wins this, there's a misperception out there that if we win the Georgia set, which by the way, vote in Georgia, I'm sorry, folks, anyone telling you not to vote in Georgia, I am very sorry is steering you wrong. Yes, there's fraud, but ladies and gentlemen, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can fight the fraud and also try to win an election. How forfeiting an election by not voting to the expand the union to 52 states, defund the police and cancel everyone crowd. How forfeiting that race benefits us. I don't know who told you that. Believe me, as a guy who lost an election, I believe largely due to fraud, if anybody has the bona fides here to say, ah, it was fraud, nobody vote anymore, be me, that's just dumb. I'm very sorry. Vote in Georgia. But even if we win in Georgia, we still could have a problem. Let me get right to the piece and show you what I'm talking about because your wallet, the thickness of it kind of matters to me and it should matter to you too. Beware of tax hikes under Biden, even if GOP holds the Senate by Bruce Thompson. This is a good piece. It's in yesterday's show notes, and I encourage you to read it. Let me go to the screenshots of what we mean. Folks, you know what reconciliation is? If you don't, you should. Screenshot number one. I'm going to put an if in front of this. If there's a Biden administration, they can be expected to move quickly to propose a major fiscal stimulus package and use budget reconciliation to expedite its passage through the House and Senate. What the hell is that? Budget reconciliation is a budget process technique that would allow the Biden plan to avoid a Republican filibuster and limit debate in the Senate to 20 hours and pass the Senate with only 51 votes. What is he warning about here? Folks, let me explain reconciliation to you in the simplest terms possible. 
if you want to get through a budget neutral fiscal proposal in contrast to a big tax cut or tax hike bill, Joe, if this doesn't make sense, you got to stop me yeah. and pull the pull a shoot. I will because right? I need to know if you, this. If, yeah. Okay, good. If you want to push through a tax hike or a tax cut, it's going to have major ramifications on the budget. Um, more more money spent or less money spent. You have to go through the regular process. But if you want to pass a reconciliation bill that's not going to spend any more money, that's just going to basically move stuff around within the same pot, okay. you only need 51 votes. You're not subject to the filibuster. Tracking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's the way. Yeah, it's, it's very simple stuff. So what the author is warning about is that Biden is looking to hike people's taxes. He's going to try to cut other taxes to net it out to zero. You get what I'm saying? Hike these, lower those to push it through. And even if we win the two seats in Georgia, all he needs is 51 votes because they they don't need the 60 to get over the filibuster. Not if it's reconciliation. And he's saying, listen, even if we win the two in Georgia, we still have to worry about the Mitt Romneys of the world and the Lisa Murkowskis who could abandon us any moment. And Kamala Harris, if they win, would be the tiebreaker. You don't need 60 senators. You just need 51. Right. So he's like, this, you know, I'm, I'm using this as an impetus for you to continue to fight this fraud and say, hey, we got to win this thing, this second term right now for Trump. Now, what, how is he going to do that? You're like, Dan, that doesn't make sense. How is he going to hike taxes and not have any effect net on the budget? Well, he's saying, well, we'll cut taxes elsewhere. But this is weird because they're fighting the Democrats. I hope this isn't too complicated. Seemingly two different fights at the hmm. same time. On one hand, and I'll put up the screenshot in a minute, they're saying, no, no, what we're going to do, Joe, is to net it out, we're going to tax those evil rich people. You know, those horrible job <laughs> producers and those, and they're, ter- they're the worst. We're going to tax the hell out of them, but to offset it for reconciliation and net it out to zero, we're going to cut taxes for the middle class. Now, for the feeble-minded liberal, that sounds great. Tax those evil, awful rich people and we get a tax cut? Great. But that's not what liberals were saying before. So let's go to the screenshot from the Washington Examiner piece first. And I'll show you how liberals are speaking with forked tongue because they're liars. That's what they do. Check this out. So the package they could do would include $100 trillion in targeted tax relief and tax cuts that Biden proposed during the campaign. Child tax credits, that, a first-time homebuyer credit, renter's tax credit, other stuff right there. You're like, wow, that's great. That benefits the middle class. The tax cut, hey, I'm all for tax cuts, right? Well, how would they pay for it? Well, it'd be paid for with a revenue raising package aimed at corporations, Joe, those evil corporations and the rich. Whoa, evil rich people are so terrible. Possible tax increases could include raising the top individual tax to 39.6%, the corporate tax to 28, capital gains as ordinary income on income above a million, and targeting several corporate tax loopholes. Again, if you're a liberal, that means you're probably pretty dopey. You're like, that sounds really great. Let's tax those rich people and give the middle class a tax cut. Listen, I'm all for tax cuts for everybody. But now, what do I always say, Joe? Like, isn't it tough to wake up in the morning as a liberal knowing you're lying to yourself every day? So just to be crystal clear from that piece, the takeaway, we told you what reconciliation is. We told you what Biden wants to do. The Democrats are saying, we're going to get in there. We're going to tax the rich because they believe what? That's a good thing, I would assume. That's what they believe, right? I mean, you wouldn't do it if you thought it was a bad thing. So why are the Democrats arguing for a major tax cut on the rich if they think tax hikes on the rich are a good thing when it comes to blue states like California, New York. No, they're not, Dan. That would make them liars, right, Joe? Tax cuts for the rich, very bad. Tax hikes for the rich, very good. That's their principle mm-hmm. principles, right? <laughs> oh, well, let's do a principle check here. Principle check time. Here's an article from Roll Call. Democrats face salt challenge in next phase of coronavirus relief. How the House majority could pull this off so it doesn't appear to help the rich remains to be seen. What is the salt tax? Well, you used to be able, before the Trump tax cuts in highly taxed liberal blue states, salt is a, stands for the state and local tax deduction. If you paid high state and local taxes, which you do in New York, California, and Illinois, you used to be able to write them off on your federal taxes and say, I already paid that, so that's going to come off my income. Now, folks, here's the weird thing. That the people this affected when the SALT deduction was taken away in the Trump tax cuts, the only people who paid more in net taxes 
I shouldn't say the only. Some upper middle class people did get hit. I get a lot of emails and I understand your plight. And I'm not for hiking anybody's taxes. Let me be crystal clear. I'm trying to point out the Democrat hypocrisy. Largely, the people who were affected by this and forced to pay more, Joe, were only really rich people because they paid well over the limit on the deduction. In other words, if you made 10, 20 million a year in California, you were allowed still a certain amount of your local income to be deducted, but you paid so much in state and local taxes because you make so much that you were way over that limit and you couldn't deduct anymore after that limit. Everybody tracking? All right, yeah. From the roll call piece. Again, it's just a principles checks, folks. We do this thing well, folks. We do this once in a while. Roll call. But the political problem the Democrats are facing is salt deductions are inherently skewed in favor of the wealthy who paid a lot of income and property tax, particularly in blue states. So just to be crystal clear to sum this up for you in a roundabout kind of fashion, on one hand, we got to go back to the whole, what was it? Uh, who was who the, was it uh, Lyndon Johnson who said, damn it, I want a one-armed economist. And everybody was like, what, Lyndon? Why do you want a one-armed economist? Because they always come in economists. They go on one hand, but on the other hand, can you just give me an answer? So on one hand, we have the Democrats and Biden, if he manages to, to win this election, saying when we come in, we're going to tax the hell out of the rich for reconciliation because we think taxing the rich is a good thing and cut taxes for the middle class. That's what we're going to do because we think that's great. But on the other hand, they're blocking coronavirus relief because they don't want rich people in blue states to pay more taxes. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just, I'm scratching the hair I have left here. The verdict is in. I can't figure it out. Joe, can you figure it out, Paul? Can you figure anything? Tax the rich is a good thing. Don't tax the rich in blue states. It's a bad thing. I don't understand. Doesn't dog cricket again. Like it's not working. You know that I don't know who's more annoyed, the dog or the cricket. <laughs> They're not going to connect. I don't care how you try it. But I guess see, we're conservatives. We don't have any problem with this. We don't, whenever you do a principles check on us, we're a-okay. Taxing job creators, the rich, they want to call them because they want to stigmatize people. Taxing job creators at excessive rates is a dumb idea because then the money doesn't go into the businesses. It's not trickle-down economics. There's no such thing as trickle-down economics. It's a made-up theory. No, there is no trickle-down economics, econo- econometric theory anywhere. Thomas Sowell's put this challenge out for years. It's just economic stupidity. What do rich people do when you tax them at confiscatory rates? They either move out of your state or they pay accountants to not have to pay those taxes. It's very simple, folks. We don't have a problem with this. We believe reasonable, fair, across the board, balanced tax rates are a good thing. Liberals think taxing rich people is a great thing, except when rich people have to pay taxes, then they think it's a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. You don't get it? I don't get it. Nobody gets it. Maybe Drew will get it when he listens to the show later. I know it's one-on-one here, but one more. We got to get through this. One more thing. I've heard it. The dopey Obama's economy is better than Trump economy theories. I was watching uh, Fox and Friends yesterday and they had this one talking head who comes on. He's always trying to defend the Obama economy. And I'm really getting tired of hearing it because now, of course, they're like, oh, if Joe Biden does get in, we're going to bring back the raging Obama economy. You are what raging Obama economy? I saw this piece in Bloomberg, Bloomberg of all places, folks, Bloomberg, Uh, not a bastion of right wing conservatism. Basically saying, uh, did Obama really hand off Trump a motoring, firing all cylinders economy? This is in Bloomberg, folks, just to be crystal clear. Bloomberg opinion. Trump's economy really was better than Obama's. At least until the pandemic, the president's unconventional policy got unprecedented results. Folks, this was in Bloomberg. I'll get to the rest of this tomorrow. I'll do a whole segment on it. But just to tease it again, excuse me, the chemo hiccups are really horrendous. So forgive me for that. This was in Bloomberg. From this, this is a screenshot, one of the big takeaways here. You don't have to, I saw you writing a note. It's okay. The audience understands. You all have been great. I appreciate your understanding. Obama did not hand Trump a growing economy. It says, once in office, Trump ignored this consensus. The consensus, in other words, they're suggesting was that Obama had given him economy at maximum employment. There was nothing Trump could do. Trump threw that out the window. He implemented a program of tax cuts, spending increases, and unprecedented pressure on the Fed to cut rates to zero and keep them there. Trump's goal of 3% growth was derided as delusional, while a bipartisan chorus of commentators declared his policies reckless and irresponsible. This is in Bloomberg. They were anything but. Not only did the unemployment rate continue to fall, but the percentage of Americans aged 25 to 54 employed or looking for a job saw its first sustained rise since the late 80s. 
In 2016, real median household income was $62,800, just $257 above its level in 1999, 2016, when Obama left office, folks. Listen to this. Over the next three years under Trump, it grew almost $6,000 to $68,703. Here's the kicker. That's perhaps why, despite the pandemic, 56% of U.S. voters polled last month said their families were better off today than they were four years ago. I'll go into this a little more tomorrow because this nonsense, mythical, you know, a, 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 a myth, mythological beast that the Obama economy was like, uh, you know, oh my God, this was like a Perseus tale. He was the real hero, Obama, is garbage. It's extensive garbage time, to quote Marv Albert. It's not true. The Obama economy was junk. I'll go into more of it tomorrow. All right, folks, I know I went a little long today. Please do not miss my interview with uh, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, a true American patriot. Uh, so much in there, it's tough to sum it up. You heard some of it in the beginning of the show. Hopefully by 2 p.m. Eastern time today on our Rumble channel, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. You can listen at Bongino.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere. Please subscribe. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I appreciate your patience with the show over the past few days. A lot going on in our lives. We're here for you. We love doing it. I told you I'd never do a show if I didn't feel like it. We're up for it today. We'll be back tomorrow. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.